Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. We come for power. Lord, we come for power. Acts, the first chapter, and a verse says this. Thank y'all. But you shall receive power. Somebody say power. power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. Real quickly, I want to speak from a topic called side effects. Somebody say side effects. You know, last Sunday, <laughs> I go so hard. Sometimes I don't know whether I'm dreaming or I'm real in real life. But I was asleep and I woke up. TV was on. You know how those... Um, commercials for prescription drugs come on and they sit, they show you show a man throwing frisbee with his dog <laughs> but I, I was coming out of my sleep and I heard the commercial and they gave all this list of side effects and the list of side effects was longer than the first part of commercial. You may experience dry mouth. You may experience this. You know I mean, your left toe might ride off. I mean, they say all kind of stuff. I'm like, man, I'll keep what I got. Somebody say side effects. Side effects are this, y'all. Side effects are an unwanted or unexpected result or condition that comes along with the desired effect of something. So I got something wrong over here, but I take this to fix this, but something else goes wrong. Somebody say side effects. I said, what in the world? It disturbed me because I was coming out. I was like, Lord, who in the world wants this? I, don't, I, I didn't even hear the first part of the commercial. I said, whatever, they, whatever this is supposed to fix, they just need to keep it. Because all the stuff you're going to get from it, it ain't worth it. And God captured my imagination at that point when I was coming out of sleep. When I was coming up, because a lot of times God gives me concepts and ideas when I'm in that in, in between the sleep and awake. And God is this God, He speaks to me clearly. And God said, He said, God said, I want to do the same thing, but I want to do it for the good. God said, and when my spirit comes, it comes with side effects. Unintended. You thought that I came just to just to just to empower your
your body. You thought I came just to make you speak in the tongue. You thought I came just to give you a power to cast out a devil. Yeah, those are the things that I name. In my name, you shall cast out devils. In my name, you shall lay hands sick, so then they shall recover. In my name, you can walk on scorpions and snakes, and they won't harm you. You can pick up a deadly serpent. You can drink deadly poison. Tell somebody, those are the primary things, but God has other side effects of his spirit. Somebody say side effects. You may be seated. First thing, I'm going to move quickly. The first side effect is regeneration. Somebody write that down and say it in the atmosphere. Say regeneration. That when the spirit of God comes, when he fills our spirit, the first primary uh, factor, the first, first, first primary uh, uh, job of the Holy Spirit is to regenerate us. Let me define what regeneration is. Regeneration is to recreate, to reconstitute, to make over, especially in a better form or condition. Tell somebody, God, I need you to recreate me in a better condition. It says to revive or produce anew, to bring into existence again. Why am I saying that? But see, you have to understand, I said before that we were born in sin and we were shaped in iniquity. Tell we were born in sin. And we were shaped in iniquity. But see, that is not the original you. That is the you that you inherited. You have to understand Understand our original selves. We have to go back to see Adam and Eve before the fall. Somebody say before the fall. Before the fall, there was no sickness. Before the fall, there was no separation between God and man. Man would wake, Adam would wake up in the morning. He would go out in a cooler day. And he wouldn't even have to say a prayer. He wouldn't have to say anything to the spirit of God. He would know just, just through his spirit, spirit to spirit. There, wasn't, there, there were no issues. There was no going to work. There was no, there was no uh, uh, enemy to be surrounding them. They were in perfect harmony with God. Somebody say perfect harmony with God. Somebody give me some water, please. Can somebody say perfect harmony with God. Thank you, baby. Man was in perfect harmony with God. Can I tell you that is your original state and the Holy Spirit comes to regenerate you. Somebody say, God, regenerate me. So many times we stop when we receive the Holy Spirit and sometimes it's because people didn't know any better. Sometimes it's been because of bad teaching. Some of it is because we as ministers don't understand it and rather than to go to God to get an understanding, we're just wrapping it up in emotionalism. But the devil doesn't care about how emotional you are. Because when you come down off that emotional high, the bills are still going to be there. Your child is still going to be on drugs. Your, your husband is still going to be stepping out on you. You need the power of the Spirit of God. And I believe the reason that we don't flow in the, flow, in the true power of the Holy Spirit is because we don't understand the true regeneration of what God has called us to do. Adam was the prototype of what God wants to take us back to. Our job is God, Jesus came to redeem us, not just to redeem us from sin, but he redeemed us from sin, but he wants to redeem us to our original state. We should go back to Eden. You know that they can't find Eden. Archaeologists have been looking because Eden is no longer a place on the map. Eden is a place within our spirits. And God wants to regenerate. Somebody say, God, regenerate me. God 
God regenerate me, make me anew, refurbish me. See, when we start, see, when you say things like this, you are asking God to do something that's going to revolutionize your life. That means when you give God permission to do that, that means get ready for a remodel. See, it's much cleaner to build something from the ground up. But when you remodel, that means half the time I'm living, I got to live, I got to cover the, I got to cover stuff up because dust is flying. Tell somebody remodeling is a messy process. And that's the reason a lot of times we don't want to give God permission. We want God, to, we want God to deal in the parameters of the mess of our lives rather than giving him permission to regenerate us. Somebody say, God, regenerate me. In order for you to be regenerated, it means God may have to break you down to the studs. Woo! It means you may have to revisit some stuff. Mean you have to go to some hurtful places. You know that place that you covered up, that you put in the box, that you put, that you put six feet under, that you put some rocks, that you put some dirt, and you put some cement, and that zombie keep coming out again. God said you got to revisit it, and you got to bury it for, 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 for once and for all. Somebody say, God, regenerate me. You got to understand, nobody wants to go through that. Nobody, nobody who's about to go under the knife in, 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 in pre-op saying, oh, thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Surgeon. I thank you. You're about to cut me from here to here, and I'm going to have six months of recovery. But you thank him afterwards, after the abnormality is gone. The process of regeneration is not cute. The process of regeneration, but... The reason that we submit ourselves to the surgery is that we see the larger goal ahead of us. That if I keep this thing that's bothering me, it's reducing my quality of life. It could be a threat to my livelihood. I can't enjoy my family like I want to as long as this thing in me. So I am going to submit myself. Somebody say submit. I'm going to submit myself to the hands of the surgeon, not putting my faith in his training, put my faith in all the hours and hours of he's performed this on everybody else, putting my foot in my faith in modern day medicine that at the end of this process, somebody say process, at the end of this process, I am going to be better down the road, even if it's six months from now, I will be better down the road than I am right now. That's a physical representation on the earth of regeneration. Can I tell you, people of God, when God starts to regenerate us, it may hurt before it gets better. We're going to have to face some things. But guess what? To flow in his absolute power is worth it. How many of you ever had surgery before? Knowing that it was going to hurt, knowing that it was going to be a period of recovery. But the suffering of this present age is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. How many want to flow in his power? And I mean uninterrupted power. See, so many times we, we, we settle for intermittent power. Anybody have a head? Oh, Lord, what is it? A, a, a lamp or something that is a short in the cord. 
that you got to ball it up like this. You got to put a rubber band and tie it and got to hold your mouth like that for the thing to stay on. After a while, you just want to kick that thing and throw it off a bridge. Because guess what? It is intermittent in power, and it was designed to flow in full, consistent power. Because full, consistent power is available. Tell somebody, it's available. Well, if full, consistent power that we flow, we have, we move, we walk, and we flow in consistent power, if it's available, don't you realize how much we frustrate the Father when we're on and off, when we're on and off, when we're in and out? Got a good day and bad day. Got a good day and bad day. Well, we should be going from glory to glory, not glory to pit of despair. Tell somebody to get the short out. If it frustrates you, think about how much it frustrates the Holy Spirit that I've made all this power available to you. But you're doing dipsy doodle just like a roller coaster. And guess what? Somebody's life is hanging on the balance dependent on you to flow in your full power. I don't care if it's the power of, of friendliness and grace. See, see, the devil will, will come at us with the exact polar opposite of what our grace of power is. If, 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 if you have a power of encouragement, the devil's going to try to keep you depressed because he knows that your spirit of encouragement is going to pull other people out. If you are a person that has an entrepreneurial spirit, the devil will try to get you bogged down in paperwork and people, and people opposing you because he knows that your financial deliberation, you're going to be like Harriet Tubman. You're going to come and get other people out. But tell God, tell people in this place, I'm determined to flow in my power. See, the devil ain't got time just to throw ge generic stuff at you. The devil has a specific tailor-made crafted attack that is tailor-made to the power that he's trying to nullify that you functioning in your life. We can't be ignorant of Satan's devices. But God wants us to flow in the spirit of regeneration. Regeneration means that he will change the very nature of you. Tell somebody, God, change the nature of me. He will change the nature of you. How will he change the nature of you? Go, go with me to Galatians, the fifth chapter. This is the first thing he does. Galatians, the fifth chapter, and the 22nd verse says this. But the fruit of the Spirit, somebody say the fruit. The fruit is a byproduct of a tree. I can tell what kind of tree it is by the fruit that's on it. I can tell what kind of Christian you are by what the fruit that you bear. Number 22 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit, meaning the result of the presence that is within us, is love, meaning unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You have to understand that people don't teach on this more anymore. People love to get, people love to get uh, uh be chasing after the gifts of the spirit, but the gifts cannot function in true power unless you got fruit. You can't come prophesying to me and you act like a snake. You can't give me a word of knowledge where you ain't got no gentleness. You ain't got no kindness. You don't have no self-control. I told somebody say, God, regenerate me. The first thing he's going to regenerate you is that you should start having the, 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 the first evidence of the spirit is speaking in tongue. But that tells about it. That is just the first evidence. 
the next evidence is, evidence is that you should have fruit hanging off of your tree. And the word of God said we should desire gifts. Gifts are, should, are to be desired. But so many often times we, 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 want, we want to desire the gifts because those are the things that people see and people are in awe of and people pat you on the back. But nobody gets credit for being kind. Nobody gets credit for being gentle. Nobody, nobody gets credit for having meekness and temperance against such. There is no law. May God say, I am never going to have a law. I am never going to have judgment against these things. So this is what they call safe harbor, people of God. If you've never prophesied, you're still doing kingdom justice if you're good, if you're kind. Through love and kindness, God said, have I drawn them? Prophecy, and, I, and, and look, I, I, I love the spirit of prophecy, but prophecy only confirms what God has spoken to me in private. But prophecy should not drive you. Tell somebody, don't let it drive you. And that is only one of the gifts, one, only one of the gifts, the working of miracles and, and the inter inter interpretation of tongues and the gift of speaking and that, that, all that stuff is good. And we'll teach on that. But the spirit of God comes to regenerate us from the inside. And so the first thing we're talking about here is that God regenerates us from the inside, from the development of our fruits. The next thing is that God is a built-in. Somebody say he's a built-in. He's a built-in leader. He's a built-in teacher, and he's a built-in God. Thank you, Jesus. That when we get him, we get a built-in leader, a teacher, and a guy. Somebody say a leader, a teacher, and a guy. John 16 and 12 says this. He said, I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The spirit of God is a leader, a teacher, and a guider. Let me tell you something, people of God. When we truly lean on and have the side effect of God's spirit being in us, we have no reason to make mistakes. I'm gonna say that again. Us falling in error, we have no, we have no excuse. It's because we lean to our own understanding. Somebody let me hear Marcus, I can't hear him. Tell somebody you have no excuse. He's a leader. You have no excuse for being ignorant. I tell people one, one, one of my pet peeve excuses is I didn't know. Well, that's half the battle. What are you going to do about what you don't know? That's not an excuse. I'm glad that you came into the realization you don't know. We live in the information age. You have no excuse not to know. It comes down to a, to a desire. Do you want to know? Do you care enough to know? You can't say, God, God, I would have did that, but I don't know. God said, at the point where you didn't know, now you become accountable. Somebody say accountable. That's a curse word. You now become accountable to pull on 
the Holy Spirit. Say, God, I don't know this. I don't understand this. I know that you are the leader, and I know that you are the teacher. Now, God, I sit at your feet. Now, that may, that may mean you may have to turn scandal off. That may mean you may not be able to watch Family Feud. That may, that may, that may mean you may not have to go out and, 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 and shop all you want to. But how bad do you want to know what you don't know? I'm sorry this is not exciting, y'all, but this is good medicine. Somebody say, God, I want to know. It's more than lip service. That means we may have to read the same scripture 10 times and meditate on it before God illuminates and gives us the revelation on it. But how bad do you want to know it? He's a leader. He's a teacher. And he's a guide. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm on fear because you're with me. That word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a guide unto my path. The answer to every life's dilemma is in the word or the spirit of God. In the beginning was the word. That's what John the first chapter says. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. Those are the side effects that God desires us to have. But God said, unlike medicine, that you have no control over the side effects, we can block the side effects. We can put up walls, we can put up barriers, we can put up petitions to the side effects of the spirit. Say, God, I just want to go this far with you. I want, I want to break the glass in case of emergency and I want to pull the lever when I need you. When I'm feeling my, my lowest and I'm feeling down, God, I want, to get, I want to get an injection like heroin and I want you to give me a spiritual high. But God said, I am much more than that. I am a leader. I am a teacher. I am a guider to all truth. I will regenerate your mind and your thinking and your body. The, the other benefit of regeneration is there was no sickness in Adam and God can literally regenerate the cells in your body. When you let the spirit of God have this perfect will and this perfect way, God can regenerate torn cartilage, cartilage in your knee. When the, when the doctor's been shooting you up with cortisone and all this thing, somebody say, God, regenerate me. We are living beneath our we are living beneath our privileged people of God. We have the greatest power. It is greater than nuclear energy. It is greater than, than nuclear physics. The greatest power ever known. God is greater than that because God has given him a name above every name. God gave the man man technology to create the greatest power. God is the greatest power, and you are you have the spirit of God resident within your bosom, and you don't want the fullness. Somebody shout, God, give me the side effects. Really, regenerate me, God. I want y'all to get that. God, we need your regeneration. You know what staying like you are gets you. Some of y'all are going to unpack that when you get home. You know what doing what you've been doing is getting you. And no amount of emotionalism is going to fix it. Nobody's hand being laid on you is going to fix it. you got to submit yourself to the, to, the, to the surgery and the doctor of the Holy Spirit. Say, God, show me me. Regenerate my mind. 
we are transformed by the renewal or the regeneration of our mind. It is with the mind that we serve God. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, regenerate me. And when God regenerates us, we become more like the picture of what God has for us. Word of God said we die daily to sin. As long as we're in these bodies, we're going to be fighting it. But God said whatever you feed the most is going to have the most room. You feed your spirit, the spirit is going to rule. But you keep sowing into this flesh, the word of God said we're going to reap corruption. Because this flesh is always going to be warring against the spirit. Somebody say, God, regenerate me. Oh, this is the best thing here. The next thing is, not only do we have a built-in leader, teacher, and a guider, but turn with me to Romans 8 and 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. For we know not what we should pray, as we ought, but the Spirit itself, it maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. When we have the Holy Spirit, we have a built-in intercessor that is constantly in prayer on our behalf. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for the intercessor. The Word of God said that we don't know what to pray. Sometimes we run in our mouth babbling. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but sometimes we need to go off into the spirit and we need to moan. I didn't understand sometimes. I don't know why I'm going all retro, but I didn't understand why I see my mama moaning sometimes and why I see my grandparents and I see older, older saints just moaning. And sometimes I hear them speaking in an unknown tone and I didn't, know, I didn't know what it meant at the time. But the spirit knows beyond our natural intellect. And sometimes, sometimes you don't need to speak something. You need to let your spirit make intercession for you because the Holy Spirit knows what you need of. You may be asking for a brown cow, but God want to get you a red zebra. See, you don't know. See, we always, we, we know in part and we prophesy in part, but the Spirit knows what to ask from God because the Spirit came from God. Am I teaching in this place today? So sometimes, many times, before we, before, we, before we start in the day, we need to get in our closet and say, bro, shake out of the boat. Mm, I got caught up this right here. Thank you, Jesus. Go off in the spirit. That's where the secrets are revealed. Before you go in the boardroom, you should study your notes. You should study your numbers. But take a little time. Go in the bathroom. Go in the car if you want to. And, 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 and close and close the door and lock it up and get in the spirit. Say, God, I am going to the heavens to get a deposit and a download from you. And I bind up every spirit that is not like you. Before you go to the doctor for your testing, it's okay to call your prayer partner. But God said, where two touch and agree, you can touch and agree with us with the person of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, it makes intercession. Somebody, that's a side effect 
That's a side effect of the Spirit of God. And we reduce having the Holy Spirit to a hook and a buck and a shout and falling out on the floor. And all of those things are expressions of the Holy Spirit. But God's Spirit is much more. He's a leader. He's a teacher. He's a God. And he's an intercessor. And you ain't had an intercessor until you had the Spirit of God intercessing for you. some good mothers in this place that I know can get a prayer through but some days we hold this truth in earthen vessels and some days we may be off that day some some days we may just we, we, we may not be feeling it that day but the spirit of God never takes a day off the spirit of God never gets an attitude the spirit of God never gets disappointed the spirit of God never has a bad day or a bad week the spirit is constantly making intercession for us Jesus told Peter this Jesus said the, the enemy desires to set you as weak but I have prayed for you the same spirit of Jesus is praying for you the same spirit is praying for you you think you're in all, all this by yourself. But you don't even know that God is behind the scene. He's praying for you. The Spirit of God is praying for what you're going through. He's not praying that you come out of it. Let me split it down the middle. He's not praying that you get out of it. The Spirit of God is praying that your faith doesn't fail. Because faith is the bridge by which God gets to you. See, without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's by faith that all the worlds were framed. And so the Holy Spirit is making intercession for you so that your faith doesn't fail. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for intercessing for me. So my challenge to you this week is to tap into the Spirit of God. You may not understand it, but I say, God, show me your Spirit. Show me what your Spirit is doing for me. Show me what your Spirit is doing to me. Show me, be, be my leader. Somebody say, God, be my leader. Be my teacher. Be my guide. Can I share one more thing with you and then we'll go? It's the last thing I'm going to share with you. I'm going to finish up tomorrow. I mean, next week. The first part is internal side effects. I want to talk about next week about external side effects. That the Spirit of God came to you for more than just you. Tell somebody, it came for more than just you. But the last thing I want to share with you is in Exodus, the first chapter. A verse says, Now there arose a new king over Egypt. Which knew not Joseph, and he said unto his people, Behold, the people 
of the children of Israel are more mightier than we. Come, let us deal with them wisely, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when they are falleth out of any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. You have to understand that this new Pharaoh was a friend of Pharaoh. Y'all know Joseph, God elevated Joseph to the second in command. But when he died, the new Pharaoh didn't know anything. Y'all ever been there where when one boss said, hey, I'm going to take care of you, and a new, new supervisor came, I don't know nothing about that. That's what happened to Joseph and his people. Said, 11 says, therefore, they did not set over the, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python, and Ramesses. Look at this, y'all. See, you see how the, the devil will plot something. He will plan something. He will attack you just because of the name that you name. But 12 says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. I'm going to say that again. But the more, somebody say the more, they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Everybody stand to your feet. The last thing I want to share with you, somebody say side effects. That when the Spirit of God is on you and you have the favor of God on you, it does not mean that you're going to be free from affliction. It does not mean that you're going to be free from turmoil. It, doesn't, it does not mean that you're going to be free from enemies. The children of Israel were God's chosen people, yet and still they were in slavery and bondage. They went down in peace, but the new Pharaoh turned his heart against them. And he said, well, I'm so afraid of the favor that's on these people. I'm afraid that they're going to grow. He said they are already mightier than we. And so I have to afflict them. I have to break their backs. Anybody ever known people like that? That are intimidated by the glory and the favor and the promise that's on you. And so people make a determination that I'm going to afflict pain on you and I'm going to break your back. I want to speak to people here that are under, under the heat of powers that are perceived to be greater than you. Are you listening? The word of God said that the more that Pharaoh afflicted them, the more they grew. I want you to listen. The devil attacked them because of the glory that was on them. But the glory and the power of the glory was not diminished because of the affliction. The devil didn't know it. Pharaoh didn't know it. But his affliction turned up the volume of the power. What am I saying? That God uses the enemy 
uses the plot and the plan of the enemy to turn up the volume of his power on your life. How many of you feel like the children of Israel right here? That the enemy is turning up the level of, of, of affliction on you. Anybody feel like you're in that place? That the enemy is telling you to build bricks and he's not even giving you straw to do with it. He's not even, he's stacking, he, he's tying one hand around your back and he's telling you to do a full day's work. What God is saying, well, I'm going to use what the devil is doing. I'm going to use the affliction that the devil is using. I am using it as an opportunity to display that you are going to grow in affliction. You are going to flow. You are going to thrive in adverse situations. I declare under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit, one side effect of the Holy Spirit, that it can grow in any place. It can grow in sandy conditions. It can grow where there is no water. It can grow where there is no rain. It can grow where there is no food. God said I am the one who is going to supply you. I am the one who is going to cause you to grow in the middle of the desert. Do you not know that Israel is in the middle of the desert, is in the middle of the desert and yet it is one of the highest producers of produce in the whole world. It produces the greatest amount of crops in the whole world. Why? Because in the middle of the desert, every else, everything else around them is desolate. But God said, I am going to make you an oasis in the desert. You keep praying for God to get you out of the situation. God said, I'm trying to display my power through you in the middle of that desolate land. In the middle of that, at that ground where tumbleweeds are growing. How many of you feel like you're living in a dry land? Well, God said, you're in the right spot. You're in the right location for me to display my power. One of the side effects is that I'm going to make you a flourishing garden when everybody else around you is drying up and dying. Somebody say, God, give me your side effects. Give me the side effects of your spirit. I'm going to flourish. I'm going to flourish. God, you keep asking God to remove you. God said, I'm not going to remove you until you understand that you are planted here. I planted you here. If light is always shining amongst light, we all go blind each other. But God is sending you in some dry places. God is sending you in some dark places. God is sending you where you are the only one that's holding up the bloodstained banner. God said, because that's the territory that I want to take over for my kingdom. And unless you stand flat fully and say, God, I accept where you have me planted. Now God make me an oasis in the middle of the desert. Somebody lift your hands and thank God he's sending side effects of his spirit. That we're just not going to have his spirit but, he's, but we're going to experience the side effects of the spirit. We're going to experience the side effects of the spirit. We're going to experience, we're going to experience the side effects of the spirit. We're going to experience it. We're going to experience a regeneration of our bodies. We're going to experience a regeneration of our minds. We're going to experience a regeneration, a regeneration. Somebody say, God, regenerate. God, regenerate. God, we give you permission. You've always been the leader. You've always been the teacher. You've always been the guide. But right now, we need you, Lord. To, we, we give you full access to every part of our lives. Come on, somebody invite him in right now. God, we invite you in. God, we invite you in. 
God, we invite you in. Have full access. Have full access. Lord, go down in the basement. Go down in the corner. God, regenerate us. God, renew us. God, revive us. God, give us access. God, show us visions. God, show us dreams. God, give us the side effects of you, God. Come on, somebody cry out to Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.